Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, September 14, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a two-way market this week, as we've been saying all week long, quadruple witching options expiration week. Weird stuff happens. Not that an update is weird, but you had certainly a lot of put holders and put buyers that were issued a pie in the face on the gap higher this morning. They're back above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until it's over. We talked about this yesterday. They were hovering. The 50-period moving average wasn't that big of a deal since they've been slicing back and forth through it. And they almost reached the prize today. And you'll see this when we get to inside the numbers. The prize was 11 cents higher than high of day. Not bad for a rookie. The market had every opportunity to sell off this morning if she wanted to do it. What do I mean by that? They had the PPI data release shuffle this morning. Yesterday it was CPI. Today it was PPI. They could have taken that information and they could have hit the tape if that's what was in the cards. Instead, they decided to go the other way, issue some pies in the face to the traders that thought the market was going to fall apart. Don't forget, we had a lot of traders in the internet slash blogosphere, YouTubers and the like that were signaling a head and shoulders pattern on the IWM, a head and shoulders pattern on the S&P 500. They've been talking about that for a couple of weeks and we've been looking at it and saying there is no head and shoulders pattern until there is. The moment traders and the blogosphere and the talking heads and all those people start talking about a pattern like a head and shoulders pattern that gets a lot of fanfare. It draws a lot of lookers, onlookers to the party. The moment they start talking about it and exposing it, it wasn't even valid, but the moment they start doing that, it doesn't work. All we really need to know is that they held an important place last week, this breakup candle low. And we've been saying the same thing ever since. As long as they stay above that, she's in a bullish uptrend. How do we know that? Well, we flip over to the weekly chart and all this was was a pullback in a continuing uptrend and it will remain that way until it's not. Just taking a look around the horn, we look at the half day chart, the four hour chart above all the moving averages. Trend is your friend. We like to get an idea from a lot of different perspectives a multitude of different charts where the market is what's the position of the market are all the time frames confirming the same thing or does some of them indicate a different kind of trend should we watch out for are there things we need to know that's how we uncover what's really going on underneath the hood on the tape three hour chart above all the moving averages trend is your friend two hour chart above all the moving averages same routine one hour chart, same routine. Doesn't mean they won't have pullbacks. The market doesn't just go in one direction. This is a one day bounce back situation. But look how they did a repair job in some of these charts by getting back above all these moving averages. Even the 30 minute chart. So your short term trends are even up. How about a 15 minute? Everything is above all the moving averages. Except when you get to the 10, they're hovering on the 20. No big deal. We're not looking at the fives and tens. We're looking at bigger stuff. I'm just pointing out that you look 
at a variety of different time frames to get a sense for what the overall pull of the market is at present. Can they wreak some havoc on Friday morning? Can they have some more back and forth chop shop behavior? Of course they can. What are some of the numbers nearby where if they stay above, it's really the bull case, for example, and if they get below, it starts to be more of a bear case for more of a pullback, for more of a fake out operation, fake rally day on Thursday, all that stuff. What's that number or where are those numbers? Back to the weekly chart for a moment. Can they get above this high here? This high is 459.44. That obviously comes up all the time or they're going to make new highs. It's possible, but there's a lot of stuff in between. And I will tell you from a stone cold short trade perspective, I have a number before that where I will be issuing a swing trade. It will be a put option on the S&P for the swing trade members. For those of you asking. What about inside the numbers? They had a bounce attempt overnight crew. We take the market at face value in the pre-market at zero dark 30. We don't know what kind of behavior the tape is going to have, but we're watching. We know the numbers. We're starting with a plan. We start with a blank slate and we start to fill in the stuff. Let's start with the bull case. Getting to 448.50 and not getting rejected. That would allow Mrs. Market to continue on to complete some unfinished business up at 449.25 for starters. We had a flip side situation. We didn't need that today, but you have to have both going in as a just in caser. You need the whole schematic. And here at 8.53, this is my thought process before the opening bell. With an opportunity to go down post PPI, but making the choice not to do it, it's another attempt at shaking out some of the short-term put holders, a la pie in the face, 449 and a quarter on deck. See what else we have as we get closer to the opening bell. What's the layout? We had a morning melt up on our hands. Put holders can't believe this quote-unquote manipulated market. We hear that all the time. When a trader is wrong in a trade, it has to be not that they were wrong, but that it's a manipulated market or it's some external force that caused that trade to be wrong. They can't possibly be wrong about the big picture. They don't understand that the day-to-day -day movement in the market has nothing to do with the big picture. So 449.25, they're technically at the beginning of overhead resistance. If they push through, 449.85 to 450.35 are the next numbers in line. Let's get a visual on this. 449.25. Right of the vertical is today's activity. You can see here the market opens right into or goes right into 449.25, is summarily rejected, providing the traders who were in the live room and inside the numbers who wanted to take a short there, who did take a short there, provided them a scalp with potential. They ended up with a stand-up double. Staying on the visual and still within the 915 notes, which means this is all before the opening bell, if they get above 449 and a quarter, they go to this place, 449.85, which a little bit higher is 450.35. Now you see up here, 449.85, another place. It's like a magnet. It became a target. And then the market found resistance, went back to run a test of what? 
449.25, what would that be called in trading terms? An exit for the shorts. What happens if they stay above 449.25? And I said it 100 times today. That's the bull case for another push higher. Where's the next number? 450.35. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart and double check the work. It's all in here. For example, 937 above 449.5 on candle closes is the bull case for higher. 449.85 is the next place. We had one of those trades today in the live room. Spike the low and rip it back up in the other direction. A lot of traders took that trade as well. So we had a short. We had a long. We had a couple of shorts. We had a couple of longs. We had traders that bought 448.50. Let me show you why. The lower line is 448.50. When they dip below it, it came up short of a number I was talking about in the live room and inside the numbers 447.40. They went right to a number that one of the traders in the live room specified and they bounced right back up. They always go to somebody's number. They went to this number here that was essentially the most recent breakout area. So Will in the live room bought that, made a nice pretty penny. Some other traders hopped on as well. And I said, hey, if they recapture, get back above 448.50, that's the bull case for another run to 449 and a quarter. What'd they do? Exactly that. How you doing? Read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double check the work. Who's your tour guide each and every day in the market? What about inside the numbers? We had three on the board today. Keep in mind, earnings season doesn't start till October after the quarter ends. So therefore, they're light now, but they will come once again, as they always do, fast and furious for about six or seven weeks leading into the fourth quarter. We had HPQ, we had Visor, and we had Big Mo. Easiest thing to do is just take a look at the charts, see what they did. The numbers are on the board. HPQ getting a haircut at the open didn't do it in the manner in which it opened below the first number. It opened below the second number and it opened above and stayed above the third number and it ripped it back up in the other direction. So officially this is a no trade, but you could see here we had a zone. The numbers worked within the zone. They just didn't hit the third number and they opened below the second. So shame on them. How about Visor? Different story. Came into the first number, cut through it like a hot knife through butter, went right to the second number, spiked it, bounced right back, provided the trade. If you're painting by the numbers, we did have participation in this one in the live room. Nice trade in Visor. About Big Mo, haircut at the open, came into the number around mid-morning, latter part of the morning, bounced off the number. All we can say about this is the numbers work. Big Mo, Altria Group. Well, what's going on over in Camp IWM? They recaptured 184, had a nice rally day, relative strength against the SPY. Is it a fake-out operation, or is this more to come over the next several days? Well, let me remind you of what we talked about yesterday. I believe we did this in the live room. You can make a case there's a head and shoulders right here. However, there is no head and shoulders until the neckline triggers, and guess what? The neckline never triggered. You would have a left shoulder here, you would have a head, and you would have a right shoulder here, but it never triggered, and it's bouncing away. This is one of the patterns that was discussed yesterday all over the interwebs, the Twitter sphere, and wherever else they talk about this stuff. However, if this does trigger, let's look at the other side. 
If this does trigger, we don't even have to talk about the target right now. All you have to know is Irene, also known as Goodnight Irene. What about the folks down at the transportation department? How about a bounce off the 100 period moving average from yesterday? This wasn't the same as it would have been a few days earlier. They hovered, they creeped, and therefore it diminished the importance of that 100 period moving average. And I was looking for around 15,000. They came up just short of 100 points shy of it. Let's make sure we have an objective look at the transports. Daily chart, nothing other than a bounce in a downtrend. But when you look at the weekly chart, it was a pullback into a 20 period moving average or what? Home base and a bounce off home base above all the moving averages, and the trend is, in fact, your friend. You see how it depends on what chart we're looking at, what the outcome is of the analysis, or is it analyses? This one's for the sticky notes, 15,670, give or take. If they start to rally this thing, that will be the first big-time place of overhead resistance. Doesn't mean they have to get there anytime soon. Means if they do get there, it's going to be tough to get through. And if they do get through, where do they go? They go to the breakdown candle high. That's right around 15,781. For those interested in watching the transports, jot that down. What about the Q people? We had relative weakness yesterday. They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. All this was was a bunch of eating time off the clock type situational stuff. Weekly chart, trend is your friend above all the moving averages. She's just riding it. Is this going to be a lower high or is she going to make a higher high? 64 slash $100,000 question. What about the XLF? What have we been talking about in the XLF? 35, start to get above 35, and all of a sudden the bulls start to get interested. If they can stay up here and close candles up here, day after day, this is a weekly chart, but the 35, we see where this is. A couple of days in a row, they tried to break out above here. They couldn't do it. Today they were able to do it, and it stuck. That's one in the bull camp. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. Remember how negative the news was just two days ago. It's not about the news, but it's funny to watch. It's called entertainment. Remember, that whole thing with whether it's Fox Business, Bloomberg, Tout TV, CNBC, it's all one thing. They're running a television show where they sell advertising. They sell advertising based on eyeballs. Eyeballs stay based on sensationalism and stuff like that. That's just the way it is. If you're the eyeballs, you're not the customer, you're the product. Don't let somebody else determine what happens to the product. Don't be the product. Smash Mouth, they're sticking at 149.93. How many days have they closed the market below that price? One time, right back above yesterday, and a little bit of a follow-through today. Not much. A little bit of relative weakness today against the SPY. That is of note. It is a puzzle piece. It does go on the table. Because what's actually happening here? Well, when you look at this, this is nothing other than a bearish, flaggish situation until what? Until they break the chain. How do they break the chain? Well, if you just draw a line at the top of the channel, 
this will begin to break the chain. They have to get above here, close above here, get above the 50, they go fill the gap, and then this is no longer a bearish flaggish situation. They would have broken the chain. You have what's called a pattern inside of a pattern. I think we talked about this a couple of times. You have a breakdown candle, they couldn't get above. They tried a couple of times, they were not able to close candles above, and what happened? They got rejected. But inside of that, you have a breakup candle, and we've been watching this, the low of this candle is in fact the 193 or 149.93. So if in fact you give up the inside candle, the breakup candle inside the breakdown candle, and they start closing below and stay below, well, guess what? This whole thing ends up being kind of reactivated and you have another move down probably to new lows down here around 140, 141 from a symmetry standpoint. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.